warning, the Paper Cuts podcast has bad language and spoilers, so cover your freaking ears. Listening to the Paper Cuts Podcast, Special Import Edition, starring Dean DeFalco and Matthew Much. For the comic podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it will always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dean. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for tuning in to the Paper Cuts Podcast. I'm Dean DeFalco, and with me today is Matt. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of, well, actually one really cool thing today in a large package. Uh, we are doing the first Paper Cuts Import Edition of our little show here, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And the first book that we picked, uh, well, that I picked because I forced this upon everyone, is a g- quite a memorable one. Uh, it's Dragon Ball, the original Dragon Ball series. Uh, from way back when by Akira Toriyama, and uh, we decided to read the first two volumes of of this the series. Yeah, that's right, man. The, the, the series is that what they call it? A series? I believe is it's that what a the kids series, are calling yeah. it with their hula hoops and shit. They call it a series. I think that's what they call it. All right, all right. Well, good. I'm I'm glad we got that out of the way. We got that first <laughs> big issue out of the way. What do they call it? All right. Oh, um, which what what's out of the way? Is it an issue or a series? Oh, you're mess. I like it. I like it. That's that's a good one. That's a good question. All right, but uh, so we read the first two um, volumes of this, which I I think was what like maybe ten comics altogether, ten issues altogether, around there. Uh that's a great question. I was just looking for that. I think it's it's closer to seventeen. Jesus, we read 17 comics. Holy shit. Well, I mean, we had, I mean, behind the scenes talk, we had a long conversation of exactly where the hell we were reading to because it's broken down about three different ways. Right, right. By volume, by chapter, by story. And I was just trying to make sure that we were all counting the same. Well, I mean, Dan was in it until he couldn't be. So it's making sure we were all reading to the same place. Right, right. And I we, we came upon the the conclusion that it would be good to finish a story. So we, we read up until the end of, I guess, the first story arc, you'd call that, which is... Yeah, I think so, where they... Well, I mean, we're spoiling a 20-year-old manga, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, spoilers for a 20-year-old manga. I don't think anyone's really going to mind. Yeah, I mean, we got to where they successfully collected all the Dragon Balls and made a wish, and then the Dragon Balls scattered and wouldn't be around till the next year, so then end of arc. I mean, it's a perfect arc. Oh, yeah, it really. Like, it just it ends nice and neat, and, you know, everyone goes their separate ways and stuff, but I, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, firstly, let's uh, let, let's go back a little bit and... and oh, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> when, when you first opened up this, this book... Um, what did what did you think? Because um, I, I mean, the the first even the first issue is a little bit jarring to someone who's used to American comics. Well, I don't even. I mean, should we step back one we more into, step yeah, back? Let, let's let's keep stepping back. 
Um, I can tell you my experience with Dragon Ball, the entirety of anything called Dragon Ball up to this point, was having seen basically the Frieza saga of Dragon Ball Z. Okay. And one of the movies, and I was so out of my depth watching a movie, I don't even know which movie I saw. Oh, it was, it was one nuts. of the animated movies. It wasn't the one with the guy from Shameless, right? Oh, um, I think it's the girl from Shameless. Oh, no, yeah, no, actually, the guy, Goku, uh, is in Shameless as well. They're both in Shameless. It's weird. Oh, that is weird. <laughs> um, I, I did see that movie. I guess I'm not afraid of disclosing. I didn't think it was the worst thing I'd ever seen, but it sure wasn't good. Uh, resident editor-in-chief Chris... Uh, always uh tends to think that it's like mario bros uh, mario brothers sorry the uh -oh. movie uh -oh. uh, where like it's so bad it's good again and it's worth a viewing but it's not worth you know holding like <laughs> having the dvd and you know something to collect it's it's definitely worth viewing at least once he said which i, I think i'm gonna do sooner or later that's very charitable yeah but I well, so was saying the same thing about the Mario Brothers movie. So I mean, you know, a little bit of both. But uh, okay, I so, see now we read twenty four chapters. We read twenty. Holy shit, we read a lot of book, a lot of okay, book. But <laughs> right, so that's that's my history. I'd never seen or read anything Dragon Ball. Oh. I knew it existed. Fair that's enough. It. And where were where were you coming from? You actually read this prior, right? You read all this. I before? read well. All right. Um, I read the first uh, volume prior. Okay. The volume. So okay. like I, and that was literally three months ago. I picked up uh, a three. Um, I guess it's like a three volume omnibus of it. Right. Which kind of sucks because it ends in the second volume, so you're getting an extra volume of just story. Where you're kind of left off on a cliffhanger, but um, yeah, it, it's it's that that's really all the 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 experience I've had with Dragon Ball as far as the the entirety, like you said, the mythos, this, the universe of this Dragon Ball uh, universe that we have. It I've I've seen a whole mess of Dragon Ball Z, Cell Saga, Saiyan Saga, um, Frieza Saga. Um, I even saw a little bit after that, the Boo Saga, and then that one kind of turned me off because it was a little weird because there's a giant yeah. pink baby monster, and it's 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 odd. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed Dragon Ball. Well, huh. Enjoying Dragon Ball Z isn't something I'd probably say. When I was a kid, I really enjoyed it. Uh, now when I watch it, I pick up on a lot of the problems with it. So I, sure. I I can't sit there and watch it anymore for long amounts of time, but I really do appreciate the the smiles and fun that it gave me when I was younger. However, um, I did want to start reading the mangas for these because I realized that um, at the time it had Walking Dead syndrome. I guess Dragon Ball and Dragon well Dragon Ball mm -hmm. Z was the original Walking Dead syndrome where they were going so fast through the stuff the 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 material that they were catching up to themselves on the show to the point where oh, that aspect yeah so, where like they were producing the uh the anime and they were producing the manga at the same time right and, and then they caught up it's like walking dead game of thrones 
Yeah. Right, and r- rumor has it that the reason why the fight scenes were so long is because they were vamping for another issue to come out so they could keep fucking making shit and stuff. Yeah, I mean, if I... Interesting. <laughs> if I know anything about Dragon Ball Z, it's that there'll be entire episodes of Goku and his foe just charging. It's charging energy, not at each other. Yeah, with a lot of posturing. Lots and lots of posturing. And lots of screaming. Oh, I mean, so much screaming. Oh, my God. Have you seen those videos of those kids? Yeah. Like, oh, they're, they're such oh, a kids? hard... No, the, the voice actors. No, 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 no. Uh... I don't know what it is. I'm sorry to get up. Well, you know, it's it's paper it's cuts. Fine. It's off yeah, the rails. So it is what it is. We're actually incredibly on rails. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, we're still talking about Dragon Ball, at least. We haven't got that off topic. Actually, Dragon Ball it, Z. it's import, so it's, what is it, maglev? Yeah, yeah, Because they got totally. electric trains over in Japan. Shit, I don't know how we're going to get that off the rails. Bullet train. That's going to be difficult. Anyway, um, there's And these- there we are. Talking about trains. You're, okay. There we go. We did it. Uh, there are these videos of kids online trying to turn Super Saiyan. Oh, my God. So they're, like, taking these deep breaths and then all of a sudden just screaming at the top of their lungs. Normally, like, early teenagers, so, like, their voices are cracking and stuff. It's, it is something. It is a joy to watch. It is fantastic. Um, I'd recommend it in your uh, viewing material uh, sooner or later. I'm not sure I'll ever seek that out, but all right. If you if you ever come across it, be sure to hit that play button. <laughs> it's also interesting to watch the guy, at least the English uh, uh, voice actor, do it. Didn't he trash his vocal cords or something? Of course he did. Yeah. He can't not have. Yeah, yeah. I I think I heard something about that him trashing his vocal cords during that, which I mean I don't doubt because you can only scream like that for so long. Just a very limited amount of time. Oh, absolutely. Um. So back to Dragon Ball. Uh, let, let's let's take those first few steps into the book. All right, so we opened it. We opened the book, and oh, you're going way. <laughs> okay. Go what, what, what what do you mean way? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> said, all right, we open the book. Yes. Yeah, we're doing a step by step. We open the book, and uh, you read the first chapter. Um, we read the first chapter. We both read the first chapter. In fact, we held hands. While reading the first chapter, it was quite romantic. I could not think of a better way to spend my evening. Do do you do you have my uh, wine glass that I left over there, Matt? I also have your fondue pot. Oh, all right, thank you. I'll have to pick that up. <laughs> um, but you, you get to the end of the first chapter, and all right, I I've read a bunch of '80s comics from America, and this was such a culture shock to me. Of like yes. what's passed off as a comic. Do you do you want to describe uh, some of the first things that happened in like the very first issue or so? Well, I think I, I think I sent you a message. Basically, there was unanticipated brief uh, time to baby dick. Yeah, yeah. There, I think you had what a... seven pages before you saw a baby dick. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. And that's that's weird to me. As a dyed in the wool American. That it is. Like you Weird. don't you don't get a lot of baby dick around here. Not to mention the rest of the so kid alone in the woods, alright, you know. He has a monkey tail and uh he's punching wood to make firewood. So I mean three pages weird. Then he lives in a shrine, uh but 
he's in the jungle. He he refers to an orange ball as his grandpa. And then a girl shows up in like a little car in the jungle. I mean, it doesn't stop being weird. Oh no, it, it's weird like it doesn't get any less weird. It gets more weird in fact. Kid's baby dick is out, he's punching fish. Oh yeah. And then he gets then he gets hit by a car. Yeah, he gets hit by a car, like and so that that's that's basically the start of the book. You know, enter our our I guess Goku. Yeah, no, Goku's the main protagonist, but I I would guess the closest thing to a uh, a sidekick that you'd have in this first uh, set of chapters would be uh, Bulma, who is this girl who sure. shows up in a car, uh, teenager, uh, who wants to collect these weird things called Dragon Balls, and she has this radar that tells her where these things are. And she f- comes upon Goku, who has one of these Dragon Balls, which her Dragon Radar is detecting, and uh, gets weirder from there. Um, <laughs> I like, y- you know. She's also got a gun. She does have a gun. Actually, the first few like things that she's in, she looks pretty badass. Um, yeah. Like I for for a teenage girl anyway, you know. Um, just to. To I guess put this in perspective, Bulma's I think only like fifteen or sixteen. I think she says she's fourteen. Fourteen. There in you go. A later chapter. Fourteen, and Goku is He's eleven, ten. Four, four years younger. Three years. Eleven. Yeah. yeah so he's like, like ten or eleven, and uh, it's it's a little bizarre because. Um, Goku isn't the size of Bulma or anything like that, but I guess that's because he's a monkey. He's a monkey. You know, boys king. develop later. Yeah, like it, it's just—it's a very bizarre book from the very beginning, and like I said, it's just very abrupt. Everything happening, and um, was this solicited to children growing up? <laughs> like, I have to assume it was. I don't know either way, but some, well, every conceit of the book is from a child perspective yes yes um there's there's it's, i mean it, it's not Did he write this when he was 12 i i don't know i mean you know what with how long he's been in the business maybe <laughs> because the sensibility the structure the dialogue the situations and the resolutions are either incredibly effectively rendered from the viewpoint of an 11 or 12 year old boy he, from Japan. Uh he or is a he's he, 61. Or he has a severe issue in his emotional development. Uh, I don't know which. Maybe I'm not sure. Um but Akira Toriyama, yeah, big a, fan of the show. A huge fan of the show. I, he probably won't understand a word of this, so I think we're okay. Thank <laughs> God because I'll try to be my usual charitable self, but this is weird on at least nine levels. Oh, yeah. No, From, it, like, it, the anime level, and then the sensibility level, the cultural level, the artistic level, which Chris will crucify me for saying, I think. So, he, he was born in 55, so he was already in his 30s when he made this. So, that makes it a little weirder. Yep. 
Yep, a little bit. Uh, he actually started in '78, so uh, he's he's been around for quite a while. And I, I mean, I mean, most most people will know him for Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. But I mean, he's done a lot of other stuff. He was the uh, character designer on uh, Dragon Quest. He uh, Chrono he, Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Uh, Blue Dragon, which was on yep. the Xbox 360. Uh, he also did a uh, Doctor Slump, I believe. Uh, so he's done a lot of stuff. Dragon Ball Z being by far and. Be- and like beyond the most popular thing he's ever done, uh, but he does have a lot of things to his name. And I mean, with with all due respect, I mean he's a very talented man. As, Absolutely, yeah. I mean, no question. Because as weird as the book is, it's very entertaining. And I, I mean, I don't know what you thought of of later chapters because we're not there yet. But I, th- overall, everything was very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Also wacky. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, let, let's let's go forward. I guess through the first uh, side arc, we call it, because the main story arc is this this Dragon Ball quest that Bulma and Goku are now going on, because Bulma uh, says, I want your Dragon Ball, and Goku says, no, that's my grandpa. You can't have it because it's my grandpa. Because. So, because it's his grandpa. Yeah, because grandpa. So, Spoiler, he sp- killed his grandpa. Oh, Matt! <laughs> You want to edit that out? No, because <laughs> uh, I mean that is true. But uh, yeah, um, so we we should put big like alarm sirens around where you say spoilers and like repeat it four times. Evan, go ahead and do that. Make a note. Do that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it's funnier that way. Not because we need to add more warnings to spoilers. In fact, I'll spoil the whole damn book. Darth Vader dies at the end. He dies. It's over. What? I know. Yeah, Goku kills him. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I know. It is. It is. Anyway, um, so... How long was that battle? Uh, Like 14 issues long. It was really long. A lot of charging. A lot of force using. A lot of lightsabers. A lot of monkey tails being cut off. A lot of things. Lots. <laughs> anyway, um, so we get back to uh, the book, and uh, we have this, this, this first... Uh, arc, which is, I believe, where they find uh, their little pig buddy, Oolong, right? Right. Okay, so Bulma and Goku are fucking, you know, just going along the countryside, and they come upon a town where um, I think it's a, a Dragon Ball might be, and uh, you know, everyone's freaking out in this town because there's this crazy-ass monster, Demon King there, that's uh, taking their girls and stuff, and bullying the town, and they don't know what to do. And Bulma's like, we could we could fix that because she's already seen some of Goku's like strength, so she knows that he could probably take on some punk ass demon king named Doolong. And Goku, uh, sure enough, uh, finds this demon king, and you start noticing weird things about Oolong. Is that like every five six minutes or so, like he needs to bounce out of the fight and go away, and then you find out Oolong's like this little wizard pig guy who fucking can transform into things for five minutes and then he has to morph back into his little pig self and take a rest for a minute so like his appearance in town is very intimidating but if he stays too long uh the appearance wanes and then you know the jigs up so the people start finding out while oolong's battling Goku, or not really battling, but running away from him, that Oolong's not all what he's cracked up to be. And they start doubting his power and stuff, and so on and so forth, and that that's that's the end of it. They just go, Oolong, you rascal, give us our then girls back. Do what? 
Then they take him with them. Yeah, and then then yeah, that that's pretty much it. They 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 say you could be useful. Let's you can come along with us. But um, it, it, there's a little bit more to that. I'm kind of summarizing, but we we have a lot of book to cover. So, um, it's it's very cool that these characters um stay with them because uh and we're we're gonna make a lot of comparisons, I guess, to American comic books because that's what we've read mainly before this. Um, so. Uh, the, the cool thing was there were all these companions in Dragon Ball, which was neat. And they all, like, kind of stuck together for better or for worse. Um, where I feel in most comic books that we read nowadays, th- these things are focused solely on, like, a single character story. And character relationships sort of take a backseat a lot of the time. Uh where this was more, I I don't know. Um, I I guess th- this this Dragon Ball book books made me feel like I was kind of there in the car or traveling with them, like seeing everything going on, um, rather than reading an actual book. Like I felt like I was a part of this. Like I felt like I was sitting next to Goku when he was pat pat and Bulma, and she was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then yeah, weird things like that. Like what the fuck, indeed. Yeah, the the what. What the fuck, indeed? Yeah, like, just weird shit like that. Like, little tropes and things like that just really made me laugh and crack up. Um, and, like, I, I, how did you feel about, like, all the different characters in the books? Because, I mean, we just brought up Oolong, but, I mean, there's there's plenty of characters, especially if you've read, if you've seen Dragon Ball Z already. This is kind of a lot of fun to watch because all the characters that you've seen grown up with these previous relationships in Dragon Ball Z that most of us just assumed were part of the story actually have an origin that most of us don't know because most of us grew up with Dragon Ball Z. I mean, I mean especially because most of the stuff only got imported in the 90s. So trying to get it before them was like next to near impossible. I mean, this stuff was coming out in the mid to late 80s, uh, Dragon Ball anyway. So the chances of you seeing it here was like more or less slim. So uh, it's it's cool seeing all these these different little stories that uh, tie these characters together and how they became friends and stuff and develop later on into when Goku's a fucking boss and you know God and stuff. Yeah, I mean you. <laughs> I went off on a in, tangent. I'm sorry. No, you inadvertently just expressed my view on reading this because I had had some exposure to Dragon Ball Z. There's like two dozen characters that are just there most of the time and by the end of 24 chapters which is actually relatively short uh you've met half of them and you've learned their origin that was never a thing because in dragon ball z i think they were just known because it was more or less a sequel to dragon ball right i mean well i mean it it is definitely a sequel to to dragon ball because uh i i I doubt no one has at least heard of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, uh, much less, like, watched it. So uh, we're, we're going to just explain the basics here of, you know, how these two are connected. It's the same kid. Kid grows up, story's still about him. It's just grown up. He's grown up Goku now. Grown up and Goku. It's a similar situation because he's had a kid. And yeah. the kid is similar to him. Yes, yes. But quite different. Uh, uh, Gohan's funny- a bit more smarter. Um, oh, he's incredibly smart. Are you kidding? Yeah. Where Goku's just kind of goofy and, you know, Goku. 
But yeah, go, go, uh, his son Gohan is is quite a bit smarter. But yeah, uh, back to the book. Y- you know, uh, just I, we're gonna spoil a few things here because again, there's a lot of stuff to cover. So you know, we're gonna talk about some stuff in these books that you know, if if you start hearing us go off on a tangent, earmuffs, guys. You know, go go ahead a few minutes. We'll try and keep them as like vague as possible, but. Um, you know, a, a lot of the things like uh, with with Master Roshi, say, I I didn't know any of the shit that was like going on about him. Like I know he like he was Goku's um, mentor early on and stuff, but that was about it. Like I didn't know all these things. Like he was like th- one of the most powerful characters before Goku came along. Like that's fucking badass. Master Roshi is a fucking badass. I mean, he's a pervert, but he's a fucking badass. Yes. <laughs> Nothing to add in there, Matt. He's just he's a pervert. I didn't, I didn't know what to say. I was trying to parse. Um, like one of the striking things is the the sprinkling of odd, semi innocent perversity in the characters. Yeah. But also, I was thinking, well, it's. It's the Japanese concept of perversity. And then I thought, no, that's kind of universal. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is. I mean, I I found even the more perverted things, like, pretty funny still. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think this book is too lewd at all or anything. It's not, you know, out of the ordinary. It's just, it's, it's a bit of a change from the norm. Um it's it's not something you'd see all the time today, and I haven't read. No, especially in the climate nowadays. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, and I haven't read enough manga to like know if there's anything else like this out there, but I'd have to guess probably not, or not as upfront with its. Uh... Uh, the gags are some of the gags are similar. Yeah. Primarily, the intentional and or accidental groping that's like a thing okay i mean that's that just is (laughs) it is what it is uh so all right so we we made it through the 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 first story arc and stuff we keep going on and on and on and stuff and i i mean it, it just it gets better and it develops more because you figure out uh that Goku's not just this 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 stupid kid with a tail. Like there there's more to him than that. You find out whose grandpa is. You you find out why he's so powerful. Uh, you you find out why he has a tail. Like all these things, and you find out you know again what happened to his grandpa. You, you know so there there's a a bunch of stuff like like that that um it just it just develops so naturally like you don't feel like you're really looking for anything or asking questions for too long because it just happens in conversation so well um and the, the characters are just adorable even the villains like i can't hate the villains in this book they're fucking cute fucking yeah. cute as shit like it um i i mean that's another thing to talk about is that uh Akira Toriyama has a very particular art style, which yes. I I feel just doesn't get replicated either out of respect for him or just because no one wants to touch it. Um, so it's 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 a really really interesting style, and I've always enjoyed uh, looking at it. So reading the manga that is you know all his artwork is just like looking at a gigantic art book of the show is is really cool and like it's so enjoyable. Um, I, how did you feel about the, uh, you know, the art and stuff in the book? I mean, obviously, um, yeah, like, the, the 
art has aged a little bit, but, you know, besides that. Yeah, it has aged a bit, but in another sense, I mean, I guess, I don't know how good an argument it is. It's kind of timeless because he is unique. There's nobody else like him, and if anybody else was anything like him, they'd just be called out for emulating or copying him because he has a completely unique style. I I um, agree with that. Um, there there's not a lot of people who who come off like that. I mean, I I almost you couldn't get away with it either. Right? Because no, no it, right? It's exactly. So distinctive. I I mean, he he's up there with you know every famous artist or comic book artist you could think of because it's it's just that style of it. I I mean, what's the word I'm looking for here? He just he's unique. He found a niche. He's got a style. He's very that's, identifiable. That's yeah, like yeah. um I I'd probably say the closest thing to to that, well the easiest one that I could make right now off the top of my head is if you see something by Alex Ross, you know it's Alex Ross because he, yes. he only has well I'm not going to say he only has that one style, but that style is his own for better or for worse cuz some people would argue that, you know, he has a shitty style. But for better or for worse, uh you can tell an Alex Ross book, just like you can tell in the Kira Toriyama book, which uh, is it's just so cool. Uh, the, the, I mean, the guy's made a fortune off of you know his his talent, so you know it's it's well deserved that we give him praise for his art and that it is timeless. Um, so you know, there, there's that aspect of it, and I I mean, uh, just overall, the, it, it while it has aged. You know, you could look at newer stuff that he's done, like Blue Dragon, because you could see a lot of the design work that he's done on paper. You know, minus a few different things in technology, I I think, you know, that technique that he uses um, to make his artwork is still there and very prevalent. I mean, did you play Blue Dragon at all? No. Did you see any of the artwork for Blue Dragon? Yeah. Okay. So, it's it's very similar. Yeah, it's it's incredibly similar. Uh, so I I always thought that was pretty cool. Uh, granted, I I'm not a huge fan of the game. I mean, I probably didn't give it as much of a chance as I should have. Maybe I'll go back to it one day. But yeah, it's just it. He's such an iconic uh, uh, artist, and uh, I mean, what what's more with it is the the characters that he developed with it. You know, um. You have Goku, you have Bulma. Uh, let, let's just go through some of the characters. Sorry if there's spoilers in this part. We're just going to, you know, start listing off some of the characters here. Uh, you got Oolong, which is a crazy-ass wizard pig. You have uh, Yamcha, which uh, is this weird dude out in the desert. He's like a thief, but he has an intense fear of girls and talking to them. Yeah, which makes me think he might be a 14 year old boy yeah no that's that's true except he's he's also adult sized and ripped yeah no he's like super jacked in fact you know uh, the, the thing is there are a lot of very strong people in this book as far as like strength goes but goku's this like otherworldly creature who defies like all logic of strength? Like he, well, he is an otherworldly he, creature. Yes, that's right. I mean, hence the tail and stuff. But we, you know, it's it's just like the, these people can't compare to him. So 
you know, this Yamcha guy, like anyone else, would be fucking afraid of him to no end because he's just super duper strong. He's got all these crazy techniques and stuff. And I mean, he'll mess you up pretty bad. But it doesn't compare to Goku. Just uh, the same thing like, uh, oh man, that... Uh, uh, skipping ahead a little bit, the uh, the fighting tournament and stuff, that, that's a whole other thing where you got all these big like heavy-duty fighters coming on and this little kid named Goku is just messing all of them up, and it's it's really impressive. Um, that that's another thing, and uh, I I'm jumping around so much just because this book was kind of really enjoyable for me to read. So, um, I, I gotta I gotta focus a little bit. Let's let's take a few steps back. So, as as we're making our way like through everything, you know, we meet Yamcha, who's really cool. Uh, we meet Master Roshi, uh, who is um go god what what would you call him it it was uh it was goku's um grandpa's sensei right that's i believe that's right yeah so uh and for a while we really don't know who he is besides being called the turtle hermit and then we come across other people who are uh saying like oh the uh you know you run into this guy called the Ox King, and he says, "Oh, uh, my master, uh, you know, was an undefeatable mortal uh, man. Uh, y- you must find him." Uh, he goes by the Turtle Hermit, and it's like, "What the fuck? That old dude? Like, seriously? That? That's he's immortal? Like, what the fuck?" Um, so you, you get stuff like that, which is is really cool, and you don't ever find that out about Master Roshi in uh, Dragon Ball Z, which is. Kind of sad. You miss all these really cool things that he's done. I mean, he he is just super duper strong. Like he he's n- near undefeatable to humans. Like it, I mean, and some aliens can't even kick his ass. That's how strong he is. He's a badass, and he's just this little old hobbly man that all of a sudden bulks up and starts kicking the shit out of people when he finds the need to, which is amazing. <laughs> I I just. Uh, <laughs> The characters are so crazy. And I mean, some of the villains. I mean, uh, so we, we saw our fair share of villains in these books. Um, there had to be at least five or six different bad guys. Which one was your favorite? I mean, out of the whole thing. Oh, my God. I know, it's a hard choice. I don't even know. Who was... It might have been... I don't know. And let's let's be like, let's be clear that I like Oolong. Yeah, Oolong was pretty Oolong badass. was kind of a he was kind of a villain, and then he joins up because it turns out he's just a big goon. Well, I, I I was gonna I was gonna remark that some of the people in this book start as villains and they become good guys. Actually, I would say probably three quarters of the villains start as bad guys and then they become good guys. But I I mean it's it's more endearing that way. Like just all of this, you you see this turning character and all of a sudden like they want to help and everything and it's it's kind of cool. Like you you grow more attached to them, uh, which is really neat. Uh yeah, Wulong was definitely my favorite man. He was he was super funny and like the stuff that happens to him is just very comical. And uh, fast forwarding a little bit more, uh, we get to. Uh, the the final uh, bad guy in this this book once all of our characters are united for this first story arc, which is Goku, Bulma, Yamcha the thief, uh, Oolong the wizard, and uh, oh god, what is what is Yamcha's um, 
Peru? Puar? Puar, yeah, Puar, who used to go to- I like Puar. Yeah, I like Puar, too. She used to go to- She's a cat. She's a cat. She's a cat. She's a transforming cat. She used to go to school with Oolong. Oh, male. Male cat. Is it male cat? Yeah. I think in the Dragon Ball Z thing, she was a female. Huh. Oh, in the in the wikia for Dragon Ball is a male. What? Anyway, I like him. Yeah, oh, no, badass. The whole thing's badass. Uh, so we we get to the uh the the final bad guy once they're all together and you know, they got most of the Dragon Balls and um who is our final bad guy, Matt? What's his name? That's a great question, Dean. I'm glad you asked because I am not prepared with that answer. Uh, you know what? I wasn't prepared either. I was just hoping you knew. So. But there's two. I was going to say there's two. Because there's, there's, there's two? the guy and the the girl, right? I I would put them under the same thing because they're both working for the same people, right? Oh. Did you find it? It begins the uh, it begins the classic tradition of having all food names, or maybe not. Pilaf. Pilaf. There we go. Thank I you. I remember remarking on that too when I read it. So uh, the, the the characters, uh, the, the the main big boss's name, uh, Pilaf, uh, is is the, our our big baddie who kind of looks like a lot of the other characters in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, he's got a, a particular style for a villain. Yeah, he, he does. Like, they all kind of look like goblins, and they're very tiny and uh, kind of cute. And then they kind of turn into big, ridiculous monsters after. But, yeah, um, right now. Uh, so wh- what happens with this is, I, I believe, anyway, this is kind of the beginning of the Red Ribbon Army, I think. And uh, I, I believe Pilaf is the, the leader and um, what happens is they end up capturing our our little gang of uh, misfits, and they take the Dragon Balls. Pilaf is like, these are my Dragon Balls now. You can't have them. And uh, they he captures them. He's got a lot of, like, really high-tech equipment and stuff. He locks them away in, like, this crazy-ass, like, 14-inch concrete cell. And Right. I mean, that... Right, when we meet Pilaf, it jumps to a different type of weird altogether because we've established that Goku and Yamcha really but Goku is incredibly strong Mm -hmm. and that's like a thing yes he's ridiculously strong Mm -hmm. and then they just put him in a brick box and he can't yeah apparently he can't break the wall apparently he can't punch his way out but but, neither can Yamcha. Uh, what was it? Yeah, neither could Yamcha. And the other thing is, this opens up for Goku trying out some of the techniques he's learned along the way, which is like that's true. One of the first occurrences of him using a like full blown uh, Kamehameha. Kamehameha. Yeah. So that that was really cool seeing that he blows like a small hole through the brick, and uh, you can see outside, and peel off is about to summon the dragons. And I believe this this is what really makes Oolong like. The character that he is. So, uh, in this whole... Uh, His baby dick? What? Oolong also has a baby dick. I Does he? I don't know. Yeah, when he's a bat. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that. Um, firstly, thank you for pointing that out. Baby dick's galore in this book. It's really weird. It is really weird. But, so, uh, Oolong sees what's going on outside, and since no one else can fit through this hole, he transforms into a bat with a... Uh, 
Perar and goes outside, and they're like, oh, shit, what do we do? What do we do? Because um, Pilaf is about to become uh, Super Hitler and take over the world uh, with his Dragon Ball wish. And uh, he's like, I wish, and he's about to say it, and then Oolong jumps in and says, for a pair of panties off a hot babe. He just wants a pair of goddamn panties. And sure enough, pair of panties drop out of the sky and uh, land uh, land on the ground. Oolong snatches them up and runs. Puts the them f- on his head. Puts them on his head and then runs what the, the fuck, fuck away. What the fuck? Dude, they're his lucky pair of panties. Where did you think he was yeah. going to put them? But what? Listen, it's great. Okay. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. That I, I, I cracked up for a bit after that. I was like, this crazy little bitch stuck a pair of panties on his head and like just just ran on off. Um, it's just an incredible situation. It, have a wish. And you can wish for anything. And in a snap decision, he wishes for a pair of panties. Well, okay, all right. Again, let's be fair. He was trying to stop the bad guy from becoming Super Hitler. Right. So he, he I get it. He he had, you know, gun to the head, had to make a decision, made the best one that he could, and it was to get a pair of panties off of a hot babe. Commendable. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it, it <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, either dealing with Super Hitler or getting a pair of panties off of a hot babe, I t- I take the latter. Which is an interesting point. Is it? I'm going to make this work. Okay, okay. <laughs> the funny thing is, at least in the first two volumes yep. of Dragon Ball, it really stood out to me, while there is combat, combat is a vanishingly small portion of this story. Oh, absolutely. Whereas Dragon Ball Z, and I this is not a criticism, even though it might sound like it, is kind of, sort of, giant, epic, battles and then some stuff and then giant epic battles. oh yeah yeah um i mean i don't know if it's that way in again the manga because i've never read it so i don't know and i don't i don't want to you know next time on paper cuts one no (laughs) okay well but yeah no you're absolutely right i didn't notice that uh very quickly is that these these fight scenes are not long at all. They're actually very quick. They're only a couple pages long. And, I mean, a couple pages in a manga is only, you know, uh, there's maybe four, six squares max on a page. So Mm -hmm. you're not getting a lot of scenery changing going on in these these panels, you know. It's it's kind of uh, shortened together. So um, everything's very abbreviated. And, you know, before you know it, the battle is over. But it's it's always good. Like you always feel like there was like a big fight that went on, which uh, was cool. You know, it it just goes to show uh, how the writing and art can conveyed itself in the book, which uh, I I thought was good. But I I did pick up on that. Is you know, I'd I'd flip over to the next page and the 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 fight would be over as just as quick as it started. Yeah, that was just, it was a funny thing. I guess it's just some kind of transition happened, which is fine and completely natural when they switched series, but this is just like a kind of a cute, almost campy 
adventure, and I have this assumption that that's how all 500 chapters are. I'm I'm making it to the end, Matt. I'm I'm of reading all of them because I'm I don't I'm doubt nuts. it. I'm fucking nuts. Anyway, um, so uh, let, let's let's go over some verdicts here. We we read it. We we got some Dragon Balls. We got a pair of panties in return for getting the Dragon Balls. Oolong's awesome. Goku's a boss. Yamcha's not a total failure in the series, uh, which is kind of no, weird. Still... The what? It's funny if I was to extrapolate from what I know of Dragon Ball Z. And through Dragon Ball Z abridged, it's like Yamcha never got any stronger, but everyone else did. That's what it kind of seems like. Like everyone. (laughs) In Dragon Ball Z abridged, which is a caricature of Dragon Ball Z, he's a joke. But he kind of is a joke anyway in Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. he's He's among the strongest people on earth or whatever are they are they earth yes yeah they they're on earth they are mm-hmm. and he's f- probably the weakest out of the power the people? dragon ball z crew yes yeah because i mean if we're talking about straight humans krillin is probably the strongest human on the earth um, and he dies like six times yeah and it, it see exactly it takes him a while to get that fucking strong he has to earn it, <laughs> but um, yeah, the, all the other characters below Krillin and the ones that we've met so far, which is just Yamcha and Bulma and Oolong, uh, Yamcha's the only fighter in the, the series that, in Dragon Ball that we've met that comes back, uh, and yeah, he's definitely one of the weakest in Dragon Ball Z, so yeah, it would probably go without saying that he does not get any stronger um, at all, which kind of sucks for him but oh well i guess that's what happens when you know you kind of don't do what you're supposed to and slack off on training and stuff need to be more like goku and keep training somebody's got to be number 10 in the top 10 that's that is true someone does have to be number 10 or number 1000 he's probably number 1000 he's probably closer to that as far as powered people go um all right so what do you think final verdicts would you recommend Dragon Ball to someone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Um It's good. I'm not sure I think it's great, but it's absolutely good and I think it's semi-critical reading for anybody who has seen and or enjoyed Dragon Ball Z. I, I would you have know to your roots, man. Yeah, I would have to agree that it is definitely critical reading for anyone that has seen Dragon Ball Z and wants to know more. Kids, um, this this is this is a vest lord tip for you here. Um, <laughs> All right. If d- don't don't go on Wikipedia and ruin it with crib notes for yourself. Go back and read this amazingly hilarious tromp through like. Uh, all, all of Earth that Goku and his friends go on when he's young, because it's it's funny. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, especially the TV show, uh, can get super duper fucking serious, man. Like 
people yeah. dying, blowing yeah. up, man. Like Goku's all angry all the time and stuff. Goku's never angry in this damn book. It's amazing. He's either just he hungry or goofy. I don't think he's capable of it. No, you're right. He's probably not. He's probably not, and it's adorable. Um, like it's just it's just a fun time. It's like Wet Hot American Summer meets a manga. <laughs> Actually, that's 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 good. I like that. That is what this is. This is basically a trip to camp. That is a trip to summer camp. I like it. it it's a fun a book. Field, like, summer camp field trip. What? Summer camp field trip. Yeah, summer camp field trips. Just like that. Um, so I I would probably disagree with you a little bit saying that it, it's it's just only good. I I tend to find that it's it gets better as it goes on because I did read a little bit more ahead, and uh, I I enjoyed what happens after um, the, the, first, sure I will, the first arc. Because I'll probably keep reading. So, I, you know, I, I would say that this is definitely something that's probably going to get you hooked um, because it, it it's it's all about these characters that we've seen already. Um, it's just that most people haven't seen Dragon Ball. Now, I, I do know there is a Dragon Ball cartoon out there, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah? So, um, you know, people can watch that too. But... There's nothing like the source material. What someone had in their head, like, unedited, unfiltered, and put the paper, you know, when it first came in there. Because Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, you know, it, it's... Especially the American stuff has to go through a lot of different filtering before we get it. So a lot of the stuff that, you know, is going to show up in Japan isn't going to show up uh in in America, like especially if you're gonna watch it on TV, because TV's a very very finicky beast, and not anything can show up. Not everything can show up on TV. So I would say, you know, even for Dragon Ball Z, if you're interested. I mean, I haven't read it, but if it's anything like this, it's a lot of fucking fun, man. You know, it's it's definitely worth reading. Uh, this. So um, I I I would I would say it's a definite uh buy it from me. What, what do you say, Matt? Oh yeah, it's it's definite. Buy. I agree. Uh, and yeah, you you would recommend this to the average person? <laughs> That's a funny question. I don't know if I recommend this to the average person because I think the average person would be like, "What the fuck is this?" But the average nerd, absolutely, the average if nerd they haven't yes. already read it. Yes, that all right. So the average nerd, uh, pick it up. And I mean, um. I, I guess the the other question I have for you is, do you feel if someone was like, I want to get into manga, uh, what should I read? Do you think that this is necessary material, or do you think that there's there might be something better out there for them? That's a good question. I, I know this is my thinking. This is my thinking sound. <laughs> Long. I like it. Deep silence. I, I like um, it. It's it's nice. I would say I can't think of anything better along the line of being more general because i think what it, every single manga i can think of is a is a niche interest okay i understand i understand what you're getting at yeah uh, and this is too but this is, this is if you have to start somewhere this is probably a decent spot yeah, I I would think so because the the premise once you take away all the little details is fairly simple. It's these they're on a the, they're on a scavenger. Yeah, hunt. these people are on a scavenger hunt, and when they find everything, they get a wish. That's the end of it. You look at other shit today, like Attack on Titan, crazy ass fucking mutant 
human monsters eating regular humans and they're in a wall but no one knows why they're in a wall yeah that shit's nuts yeah. you can't start out with attack on it's crazy just saying you never read anything else in your life no like your mind might melt after that like that, that book's fucked up but yeah I, I i think you have a point as far as um looking at other books and manga i feel like this is a good jumping on point for most people because um it it's it's so notable and i i think uh like manga history i guess you call it comic history in general yeah comic history in general because um it it has such a a presence like everyone knows dragon ball and dragon ball z the dragon ball universe let's put it that way that's easier to say um so i i think that people would benefit from checking something like this out. I agree with you on that, that there's probably not much better out there. So, um, do you have anything else to add, Matt? Do I have anything else to... No, I think we've said it all, or as much as we can think of. Yeah, I mean, we, we grabbed the balls, we cradled them, you know, we, we fondled them. I think we did everything with those Dragon Balls we po possibly there's could There's a have. lot of grabbing and fondling in this, though. There is a lot of grabbing and fondling, but, uh... Because was there any character whose crotch Goku does not pat? He did Roshi. He did Bulma. He did uh, Lunch. He did Krillin. He probably, he probably didn't pat Purin's crotch. No, and I also don't think he pat patted Yamcha. Right. Because so, those were the only identifiably gendered individuals, apparently. Apparently, so yeah, they, uh, he 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 pat pats everyone. It's it's his way of checking. It's how he says hello. Because that's Akira Toriyama's idea of a country bumpkin. Is Gotta is Goku check yes. everybody's junk? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He must have known some really fucked up farmers growing up. Oh my god, that went to a dark place. <laughs> oh boy, he's gonna be such a big fan of the show. He is. 10 out of 10. 10 out of Look, 10. Rates it to everyone. I'm sure he's going to tweet this episode. You're totally right. He totally is. All right. So, announcer guy, we're going to turn it over to you for a second. So, tell some people some stuff. Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners. Did you know the Geek Aid crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geek Aid website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geek Aid by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekaid.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan! Thanks, announcer guy. You always know what to say, and I tell you what, you're a pretty good-looking guy too. Uh, so I didn't meet him. I can't <laughs> deny or confirm. He he's on video somewhere. Actually, he he was part of the Petathon. So, if people want to see what announcer guy looks like, you can go catch him over there. The fun time. I had a meltdown multiple what? times. Um. Oh, over games. Over games, not over yeah, comic okay. books. I love comic books. They can't give me a meltdown. I I hope not. So, guys, we're at the end of our show, and I'd like to say thank you for tuning in for now over 100 episodes. We were at 101. Our import episode was the 101st episode. So remember, if you like what we're doing out here, always remember to give us a subscription under iTunes, uh, 
uh, Stitcher, uh, the Amazon podcast thing, whatever, whatever the hell you are subscribed to, remember to subscribe to us on there because it it matters. You know, every number we get, we go up in the charts a little bit, and that gets our visibility out there a little bit more. Now, if you want to get in contact with us, there's a bunch of easy ways to do that. We're available on uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, uh, Instagram, YouTube, everything under the sun that you can think of social. We are there. Just type in Geekade, and I'm sure we'll come right up. Uh, and if you want to reach us personally, you can always shoot us a message on Twitter. I am at Komodo underscore Vestlord, and Matt is at Geekade Matt. And if you want to reach Dan, you can always get him at Geekade Dan. And I believe that wraps up our 101st episode. Uh, remember, guys, if, if you like what we're doing, you can always shoot us an email at mailageekade.com. But in the meantime, for Dan Ryan, for Dean DeFalco, for Matt Much, and for the late, great Evan Goldstein, I'm Son Goku. Have a good night, everyone. Pat, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>